Hi, this is Robert O'Reilly. My name is Gowron. Honor to you and your house. You're listening to Trek FM. Hello and welcome to another episode of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the next duration. I'm your co-host, Richard Barquez, and here join me with me is Amy Nelson. Hello, guys. And Lee Hutchinson. Hello there. <laughs> how are you how are you guys? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I'm, I think it's glad that we're all back together again. So yeah, I'm off the next week. Um, I'm 30 this month, so I've got a few things spread over a few different weekends. Essentially just getting blutered, as it were. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I will be too hungover and somewhere in a, another magical place um, next weekend. So yeah, I'm looking forward to podcasting with you guys before we have a special guest filling in for me next week. Yes, just awesome. filling in. We can't replace you. Exactly. You can't replace the token Brit. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, happy birthday to you in advance. And uh, I hope you come back blitz out of your mind. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I, I remember my 30th and that was... Um, yeah, that was a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm spreading it over. Like, it, this part part is like a week two weeks before my actual well a week and a half before my birthday so yeah it'll be a few a few a few merry parties i think along the way my goodness you sound like my girlfriend because she uh she took off a week uh before her 30th birthday and wow <laughs> she had a good time a month-long exactly. birthday it's the way it should be exactly yeah i know going home to meet going home to visit family then a party then dinners and all these sorts of things yeah I'll, i'm gonna feel the love and eat and drink and be merry very good showing the love for your uh for your will <laughs> well, yes, yes. I know. It's good to share a birthday with the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, so talking about uh, Lee's 30th birthday is not what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> so <laughs> today we're going to be talking about technology within the next generation. More likely, we're probably going to talk about other uh, shows as well. But I figured, why not let's talk about some of the... Um, things that we have seen in star trek i mean because i'm a tech geek and i absolutely love everything uh when it came when anything that deals with star trek that um or any any idea that came out of star trek and become and becomes a part of my real life uh is just awesome i absolutely love it and be like look i told you Star Trek, Star Trek predicted it. And one of the biggest things is like one of the best things I could, I could even imagine living without is the view screen. You can't, you got to have the views. You got to have a big giant screen. I don't know about you guys, but I've got a 60 inch monitor just right here in my, in my um, recording office. So, you know, whatever you want to call it, but I got to have it. So I don't know about you guys. Could you guys live without a, a view screen? <laughs> 
I don't think this podcast would be around if it wasn't for a view screen. Essentially, I get to stare into Amy and Richard's beautiful eyes each and every Sunday night. So, yeah, um, the the importance of communication, you know, over long distances. It's crazy to think how far we've come since 1987 in terms of the ease and uh, the affordability of that kind of communication. And, you know, Trek FM wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for that. Agreed. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. And it's so funny because they're like, oh, are they all in the same room with you? And I'm like, no, I said one's in Scotland and one's in Denver. So yeah, this technology is great. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone keeps talking to me about like, oh, well, you know, you're like, what about Star Wars? And it's like, but nothing in Star Wars is real, really. I mean, that's what I really love about it, but you know, or what I love about Star Trek a lot, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. But speaking in, you know, I mean, you gotta, I mean, speaking of like communications, I mean, like let's, let's move on to cell phones. So obviously we, we, we already know that, uh, com badge and communicators, you know, it's just great. But on top of that, it's integrated with a uh, universal translator. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't live without my phone. <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely. It's my, in a sense, PDA, uh, telephone, friggin', it's even my day plan, everything. Maps. Maps, universal translator. <laughs> Schooled. Yeah. <laughs> and so. it combines with the view screen as well, like FaceTime and... Yeah, I get to talk to my nieces who live in a different state and get to see them much more frequently because of it. So I love the phone as well. I have to use a uh, mobile phone for kind of my work and I get all my emails and everything through that. So, yeah, unfortunately, I can't when uh, someone's looking to get in contact with me about arranging things or whatever. I wish I could always just flip it open like it's a Star Trek uh, com badge or whatever like that. So it's a bit frustrating. But, yeah. Um, I suppose they can, you know, take off their com badges at the end of the the day. So yeah, I'm the same. Just get rid of the phone. You know, you could always get uh, one of those Motorola uh, razors. They actually open up and flip open like the original series. Oh, there you, there you go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty awesome. I uh, I mean, one of, one of the things that I really I mean, I, I don't know if you guys seen it on Think Geek. Uh, they actually have the Bluetooth. Uh, um, one where it's a basically badge. oh yes, ex- yes, yes yeah I would love to do that but I'd probably lose that thing in a day <laughs> yeah I'd lose it and I'd have no one to play with it with I'd just be like sitting there like hi there is anyone out there and just like <laughs> static going around Edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> You're like who's this lunatic out there I mean it's like those people with uh, the earpieces in their ear and they say something all of a sudden and we're like are you talking to me <laughs> <laughs> are you talking to me <laughs> I just watched Pen Pals. Is anyone out there? <laughs> oh, did you? What'd you yeah. uh, did you like? Was that your first time or, or just in a while? My first time? What are you talking about? I've I seen it many times. It's yeah. season okay. two. She's probably watched it more than uh, any other episode. <laughs> well, obviously everyone will know by now, but we've done our season two. Um, uh, uh, unsung <sighs> episodes. Thank you. Unsung episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is out there? Oh, yes. The transporter. There ain't no way we can talk about the transporter. I mean, there's no way we cannot talk about the transporter. Absolutely. I know. But, d- I just, it 
such a time saver. I mean, even if it's just, you know, interplanetary, you know, just beaming. Man, travel would be so much better. It would be environmentally friendly as well. Exactly. I think that's something that doesn't ever really get brought up is that the transporter is probably the most eco green friendly. You know, you don't have fuel to transport people all around the world. You don't have to have jetliners burning fuel into the atmosphere, cars, petrols, you know, ambulances, all these sorts of things that it's the transporter could essentially save the ozone and could be an important thing in battling climate change. So yeah, let's get going with that. Chop, chop. Nothing yes. to do with me wanting to get to like Star Trek Las Vegas, like quickly, cheap and free. Oh. Nothing to do with that. It's all about climate change. A hundred percent climate Everybody change. Everybody would Nothing. be there every year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, I mean, and, and I'm glad you said that because well, that's one thing I didn't understand about the transporter when, when you were talking about like ambulances so why not just repair the repair whoever's you know sick or ill or something like that i mean yeah they can detect it but why replicate it at the same exact time on the other side when you can actually repair that person and you know save their life or something like that that's why i didn't yeah well i mean i guess for budget obviously that's how they get on planets and stuff like that but i mean yeah it just makes more sense for to me for them to repair themselves <laughs> But would you come? But um, would you come back as the same person if you believe in souls? Technically, you you're killed and then recreated on the other end. Yeah, it's essentially like a photocopier, like fax machine, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, uh, you, you could yeah, be like, an environmentalist on this side, but a pollutionist <laughs> on well, the other side. <laughs> yes. Well, that's maybe more the mirror universe. That uh, somewhere in the mirror universe, there's an Earl Grey right now where Amy's got a goatee, and I'm wearing like a really flamboyant shirt, and I'm like talking about like we should destroy the transporter. It is. It is. You know, it's putting businesses out. You know, it's putting these Federation airliners and Federation cars out of business. You know, make make the Federation greater again or whatever like that. That somewhere out there you know infinite infinite combina- infinite diversity diversity and infinite combinations so yes there's a an, a sexy evil version of me out there somewhere podcasting well and you know we go to our capitalism podcast or episode where we talked about you know yeah who needs capitalism you know so the transporter wouldn't hurt it because there's no money in the future Sure there is. You got to provide the energy. You got to do all that kind of stuff. You know, the politics of, you know, growing goatees uh, when you come out of it. I don't know. (laughs) I think you you definitely named the episode right there. Yeah, but like I think the thing with the like the transporter is like I, I always has baffled me. Like essentially, like it's it's like a copy of a person and stuff that it's breaking something down and like rematerializing it somewhere else. Um, that kind of blows my mind that it's you know it does it like that essentially. You know, are you the, the real person that you are? Or are you a copy of a copy of a copy that's in like through the transporter? You know, I, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love it, but God, it would be a kind of freaky prospect to, to go into one, actually. I, I think I could relate to Barclay's woes. Yeah, and that degra- degradation, you know, yeah. And do you lose a part of you? That Metatrex did a fabulous episode 
um, on if just one little thing is different, then you're not the same. And so you're not really you. And so it sort of goes into the cyclical argument of, well, are you you? Well, yeah, it's still the same you, but something's a little off. So I think that definitely falls into transporter technology. Forget Q who, it's you who. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, and you know, it would, if you need manpower shortage, you could just copy the same person and be like, there you mm-hmm. go. The cloning yeah. done cheap. Yeah, Riker, Thomas, yeah. who need, mm-hmm. you know. And holodecks as well. And I suppose you like that you can have all these holodeck characters that, you know, put them on uh, kind of like they did with the Doctor and Voyager, you know, just get them to be the manpower. <laughs> I wonder if they had uh, infinite strength. Probably not. <laughs> you know, to do all that dilithium mining and all that kind of mm. stuff. You yeah. do wonder if holograms would have a union, though. Would they? Uh, you're getting into measure of a man, you know. Are we just mm. going to create a bunch of holograms and make them do the dirty work? Well, yeah, isn't, I mean, that essentially, isn't that essentially what's happening now when it comes to, like, robotics and everything? Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, but, that's ultimately what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing, isn't it? That, um, you know, you look at kind of so many, like, the kind of traditional industries of kind of Britain and America, the car industry, for example, um, all these jobs that are kind of gone and they've been replaced by robots. Like, the robots in the car manufacturers aren't exactly going to be given a... Uh, given rights as it were they're they're just programmed machines you know i'm not saying that would be the same would maybe apply to data and or a holographic character which could be sentient feel um you know a robot <laughs> a robot doesn't have well a piece of technology doesn't essentially have rights like it, so do, just don't give it an emotion chip or anything like that yeah just, just give it- yeah just don't give the thing that's making your car an emotion chip and that's how that's how skynet starts and yeah uh, yeah i don't want that to happen in the, uh, the henry ford factory i don't know we're sort of already doing it though i mean when you look at your phone and you say siri i mean she's got a no, name no, don't do that no no she just <laughs> went off <laughs> damn it <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree. Yeah. have entered sector zero zero one. Beep beep. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, the stars, Skynet, or anything like that. What was it? I actually read an article not too long ago where um, there was a feature on. I think it was a Samsung phone, or no, no, Samsung TV, smart TVs, where it's basically if you don't turn off a certain privacy, or if you don't check box a, a privacy setting or something like that, it will literally record everything that you do, or I'm sorry, not do, but what you say um, within its limits. Obviously obviously of where where you're at and then it will save it on their uh, on their cloud drives or whatever and yeah i mean obviously privacy is huge in the united states i don't know about you guys in in great britain i would assume it's the same yeah 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 because that's one of the biggest problems with um a lot of hands-free uh you know phones and and whatnot and it's it you know, I, I actually would. I actually wonder if they even thought about uh, doing that as an episode where privacy. I mean, I get it. It's a uh, you. Uter- um, I guess. Uh, thank you. I, uh, it's a utopian uh, society, but like, does the does the right of privacy translate the same way then as it does now, or have we lost it completely? Um, yeah, I think privacy is 
multiple things really i mean take for example you're essentially a, a crew on a tight starship i think you forego a lot of privacy when you you know enlist in starfleet um but i think privacy is always something important but when you're living on a ship that's very self-aware you know you know how conscious you know you you walk into a room and probably captain picard's uh, heating system modulates to be correct um or you walk into a room and it can detect your mood and it responds by certain ambient lighting or something like that i mean it's where you draw the line of what you want the computer to do and no one respond to you and what's too far is you know lighting and mood responses is one thing but you know keeping information perhaps different yeah yeah i guess that, that's a 24th century problem <laughs> exactly we don't need to worry about that yeah yeah they'll worry about it back uh, and then we'll be long gone before then <laughs> speak for yourself i intend to live forever <laughs> downloaded into a computer somewhere oh no no i just intend to live forever oh. i'm the same as uh, Riker. that's me <laughs> A Lee in the 24th century. <laughs> a bohemian uh, then and a bohemian now. So, uh, okay, so obviously we talked about transporters. Let's talk about uh, tricorders. The oh, nifty little tool. I love tricorders. Come on now. And tricorders in all the fields, like in the science and in the medical. I mean, to scan things and to gain information on the inside and the outside, all the environmental issues going around. I love, I love the tricorders. I think it's a great, great idea. And we need to definitely get that. But can you yeah. play Angry Birds on them, though? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Or like one of those TI eighty three games, you could play drug dealer or something like that on it. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you guys played that on on. I, I don't know if you have seen Amy on uh, any of your students' uh, calculators. No, uh, the big thing. Well, when I went to high school, the TI eighty five, they had uh, oh, what Tetris on the TI eighty five calculator, and that was awesome. That was huge. That's why everyone had a calculator. They were just playing Tetris on it. But <laughs> yeah, I yeah I remember the first time going into uh, high school. They they were like, yeah, you're going to integrated math and and no no actually I didn't go into integrated math. I went into geometry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when I went into geometry, they uh, they were like, oh yeah, you're gonna need a TI eighty uh, TI eighty three. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And you know I, you know, didn't even know what was that. And I was too. St- I guess I wasn't too sociable back back in, in middle school, but like yeah, when I fr- when I finally got one, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And everyone told me about these games. I'm like, oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. <laughs> my own personal, I guess Game Boy in school. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's definitely a a, a meteorologist, a scientist, or even a. I guess a geologist or any or any really field of science's wet dream is to have this uh, tricorder. <laughs> yeah, to scan things. It's I I definitely want that. I have one in my classroom, just you know a prop thing. And my kids start acting up. I take out my tri- tricorder and I scan them and I say, "Hmm, looks like you're going to fail today." And it's funny. They laugh at me. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Because it makes I, the I, little beeping sounds, you know, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm scanning you to see if you're, if you're using your brain today. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I, I, I sign me up. I want to be in your class yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't phaser piss them, do you? No. <laughs> oh, you know, I someone just at school just gave me this week uh, one of the uh, phasers from Into Darkness, the one that turns around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, do, do, is it the sound one or is it yeah, just the Yeah, it's mechanical? got all the sounds and like the recharging and the... Some students trying to suck up to you, Amy. They've clearly not done any of the revision. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because those things are expensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I, I, I I've always wanted to get the um, the mechanics uh, version of it. It's like a... Fi- well, I don't know what the one you have, but like the one I want is like it's $500 or something. It has all the sounds and everything and even the the um, pointer at the end or where, where the whatever bolt, bolt of lighting or whatever you want to call it phaser <laughs> uh, it lights up and everything it's just amazing yeah it's it's so cool <laughs> well and I think that's another technology that you can have settings on your guns you know on your phasers so I, I like that it's like okay I'm just gonna stun you oh you're still coming at me all right we're going up to disintegrate what do you mean? We, we already have it we do with guns. Yeah, yeah tasers and bullets, <laughs> but not in the same gun. That's true. Well, I guess maybe. Oh, I'm sure there's something out there that um, that some some gun manufacturer is doing a lethal and non-lethal version of of a gun, just like Star Trek. I'm sure. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I mean, rubber bullets hurt like hell. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know. (laughs) (laughs) So. So with um, the science um, tricorder, I like that. But one of the really cool things like Dr. Crusher uses all the time, like if someone gets a little scratch or, you know, she takes out her epidermal fixer thingy and it just and then it's all gone and healed. And that's we definitely need to get that because that would Wait, save how, what, what was that what was that again what well, was that sound effect again funny <laughs> oh, i love it no i love it <laughs> but i mean it fixes everything and you know oh what was that episode i was well i'm in my uh rewatch in pulaski and there's having some damage i'm so sorry i can't remember and and it's like we'll make a splint well, what is that it's medicine that's old time medicine well that's what we're doing you know so yeah I, yeah I, I, I remember that episode what you're talking about oh fyi uh there's a lieutenant marquez also in the uh in that seer in that season too so that's I'll right have to find the episode i'll have to find the episode and where he's at but it's like the yeah there's a lieutenant marquez in there he's a medical officer <laughs> At least you get an exciting officer. I get someone that just annoyed the crew of the Enterprise just with babbling all the time. There's a crewman, uh, Hutchinson? Yeah, on Starship Mine. Yeah, Hutch. That's right. Hutch, yeah, which was my nickname at high school. Oh, oh. how fun. Hmm? I didn't even realize that until you said that. There you go. <laughs> well, at least you're a commander. Exactly, yes. And I think I died as well. So, yeah. Oh, that was fun. Episode written by Morgan Gendel. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, funny enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So tricorders are a very happy uh, or very useful tool, medical and also science. Tablet computers. Do you guys have one? I do. A ta- like your iPod? iPad. iPad. Oh, yeah, I do have an iPad. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely. My daughter loves mine. I never see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always got I mean, games on it yeah yeah she's on this uh thing called red block or whatever it's called it's basically a a, a rip-off version of uh of uh minecraft but uh yeah i just don't like it. it it you can you can play with other people and i'm like no 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 no. We're, we're we're not gonna do that <laughs> yeah she's still a little too young oh uh, yeah yeah definitely yeah and you know and i bought it you know i, I mainly buy it to um to read comics on and I haven't read a comic since because <laughs> yeah, I'm just too I, busy <laughs> I know I just couldn't get into the swing of reading them on my uh, iPad I just prefer being able to pick them up and read them much like the Star Trek graphic novel collection out now um, <laughs> I prefer to read that like pick up the book then you know flip through and the pages and the US too I actually yeah, just placed so, an order for it yeah I'm five ep- issues deep so yeah I'm enjoying it so far now are they so they're giving they gave you the initial copy and then you you get it like an or a volume every month uh, is that is that how it works No um my first delivery was 3 issues and then it's two two a month every month so um yeah the first three I think was like countdown Oh here we go we're going we're going to see it in a second and mind you, it also has a really good uh, picture on the on the end of the books as well. It's it, it's it's like a picture, or you know, each volume is a piece of the puzzle in a sense. So yeah, yeah, you can really set it. Cool. Um, so the first three that came were um, countdown. Yep, I got that one. <laughs> um, but they're really brilliant. Uh, Sit on the edge of forever. No, it's amazing. It's an one. original script. Hive, which is the TNG Borg one, which is really cool. Oh, so um, it does it doesn't follow one series until the end, and then it goes no, to another. It, it's just a scattergun. Then it's T. I haven't read them. These these ones yet. TNG, the space in between, all about what happens on the Enterprise crew between like missions, all through the seven seasons and stuff, and then Spock reflections. So yeah, that's what's come so far. There you go, Amy. Okay. You should buy those. Well, now that you're showing me those pictures, I think I some student gave me three little novel thingies. I don't. Man, I want to be in your classroom. You're such a bunch of suck ups. It's unreal. My I, students I never get me. I was lucky to get fudge at Christmas from my students. Well, how do you think I have so many A's? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The real secrets behind Amy Nielsen's class. Well, now I'm going to have to go in and take a look at those uh, little books that I got. Yeah, you can look at video previews of them on uh, on YouTube. I'll send you a link. Yeah, they they look really cool. I I'm, I'm actually excited. There's like 80 of them or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to read those. Start reading those as soon as I get here. I just did it like two days ago, so I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was uh, a post on the Babel conference when someone talking about it. Yeah, that was precisely the re- that that was precisely the reason what uh, what sparked me to do it because I was like, saw it, yep, want it, love it, done. Oh, very good. Pay. <laughs> Even though it's gonna be like twenty four dollars a month, but that's okay. <clears throat> I can deal with that. No problem. So. So, 
Um, can we talk about one of my favorites? And sure. that is the holodeck. Okay. I wasn't going to go into that, but okay. Go you ahead. weren't? Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Well, I had a couple others, but yeah. We, oh, okay. We'll, we'll the get there, I'm sure. So I, I think the holodeck definitely is in our near future. Uh, we're starting to already get the holograms, if that's what you're called. So I went to um, the Michael Jackson Cirque show here in Las Vegas, and they have a Michael Jackson hologram. And it's amazing. It looks just like him. And, and there's people that are walking behind it and you can't see through them. I mean, it's almost like the holodeck. It is amazing. So I think the technology is really just right on the cusp and we're going to be seeing stuff like that soon. So I would, and the Michael Jackson at Las Vegas, you should go see if you have a chance, but you will see the hologram and it's amazing. So well done. So well done. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's 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 wow. I know cuz I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it's just, you know, the lights and stuff, but you got people walking behind him and you can't see. It's like he's almost solid. It's pretty wow. cool. That is cool. That's so cool. I I did not know that existed. Yeah. I was blown away. Was that was that recent? Cuz I mean, I don't remember hearing anything about that uh, the last time I was in Vegas. Cuz uh, wasn't oh. there a Prince hologram for a while? Was there? Yeah. Well, no one prints. There definitely was probably a Prince hologram. <laughs> well, now that he's no longer living, yeah, I wouldn't doubt if there is one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, last I, I heard the Prince hologram was working in dilithium mines. <laughs> I can see it now. Prince uh, mining away and everything and singing at the same time. <laughs> the first purple Starfleet jumpsuit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they could sing in harmony. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, obviously, we're we're seeing. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but uh, have you ever heard of Bridge Crew? It's the uh, yeah, the game. Go, yeah, yeah. The, the it's a. I, I'm assuming uh, by your look, you don't you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, I do not know. But continue. No, no. No, but basically um, what it is is that it's a PlayStation game and it's for the virtual reality headset that's um, that's out for PlayStation right now. And in a sense, I think it's got 40 or 50 hours worth of gameplay on it. Um, it basically, you're a crew member of uh, whatever. Uh, I think I want to say that they have the Kelvin Timeline one, the next generation, as well as the TO. The reason why it was supposed to come out um, later this month, but they got pushed back because they wanted to do the TOS version of it. Uh, so it's not due until May. Um, and then several other, there's like a new crew and everything and whatnot. And it's actually, it, it looks really cool because they had LeVar Burton, they had Jerry Ryan on there and two other people, I can't remember who it was. And basically they were playing the game as if, you know, they're the, you know, obviously LeVar Burton was the engineer. Right. <laughs> uh, Jerry Ryan was the pilot i think and i can't remember who the other two were but like yeah it's just basically you get commands from your captain and then you work <laughs> like like i mean obviously it's going to be more geared towards uh star trek fans than anyone else right um but like yeah it, it looks phenomenal i i, I can't wait <laughs> i think um 
it'll be long overdue getting a decent Star Trek video game. I feel like I've been waiting for forever for one. I think of all the frustrating releases, uh, kind of the on the console market. I think Star Trek Online is meant to be pretty good, but I, I haven't had the chance to play it. Um, so yeah, it would be good to finally, finally get a proper Star Trek game. I always remember the PlayStation Two one. What was it like Shattered Mirror? It was like it's the Star Trek game set in the Mirror Universe where you're piloting like a fighter pilot ship, and it's like oh my. God, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, um, Star Trek Online is actually not too bad. Um, they just released it on PlayStation as well as Xbox, and uh, it's gotten quite a bit of traffic since then. Because everyone that I know that's on my um, friends list, freaking, they're on it all the time. Well, you get on the it, PlayStation Three. Uh, I don't know about the PlayStation Three. Mm. Um, I'll look into that. But I definitely the PlayStation Four. It's free. You don't mm. have to buy anything. Mm. So, yeah, if you really want to go on, uh, you know, go on to Star Trek Online, it's free to play <laughs> on the Xbox or on the Xbox One and also the PlayStation Four. So I have here iTop computers. So basically, the Google glasses. They are popping up definitely in the education world, and uh, we had some people come in and they were. I guess marketing for it. And so in one of my math classes, I was like, well, let's go. And they had more for history and stuff, but we went to uh, Greece. And so we were looking around and seeing the programs and yeah, you just stick them in and then you get to see the sites, obviously the 360 and the kids really enjoyed it. And we were talking about the math that's related there from Greece and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. So does it, is it like transparent enough to where you can actually see the buildings as they were, or, um, is it like an actual, it blocks it off and, um, you, you, that's all you see. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like a, like a VR sort of thing. Yeah. That's what, yeah. It's this cardboard box that you put over your eyes with the phone or whatever inside it. And then you can look around and it follows your movement and you can see the historical markers and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I love watching those VR, um, uh, or, or the the videos where people are trying VR for the first time, and of course the reactions they get. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> they always, when the guy was in, you know, instructing us like, okay, so make sure you're sitting down, don't be walking, because <laughs> you've got desks and chairs everywhere, but yeah, the kids really enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. I had no idea that there that there was something like that. Well, I mean, I knew there was something like that. The obviously the Oculus and um, the Samsung uh, VR um, I whatever it's called um, uh, experience is something that you could always do. But like, yeah, that's really cool. I yeah, mean, it's really the, coming uh, into education right now. So. Do you do you do that in the classroom, or is that was that just that one time in uh, in Greece? No, that was in the classroom. And like I said, we had a classroom set and so everyone got to put it on. And so then I was guiding them like as I'm like, okay, so everyone turn and look at this. And then we talked about Euclid and stuff like that. I'm, you know, I tailored it to be math, but it was the historical landmarks and stuff like that. Greece is indeed the word then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I, I actually thought you you were ta- you t- 
took an actual trip to Greece, and that's why I was saying transparent. Um, like if you were looking at it through uh, through a transparent oh, glasses or something like that, that it was an outline. But I mean, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Regardless, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, we cool. teleported ourselves there. Ha <laughs> ha. And look, you're still the same person without a goatee. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, so, let's see what else we got here. Video calls. I mean, really, really, we didn't. Well, we of course we always see the you know, uh, you know, we're receiving a message from who, whoever and whatnot, and and of course we go to the view screen. But I mean, I liked it how they did it in um, the Kelvin timeline, where you still see parts of the screen in the background, like whatever whatever you see. It's it's an actual. I mean, it's an actual view screen you see outside, and on top of that, you see whatever the stats and um, vitals of the ship, and then of course in the middle you see like a block where you know. Whoever you're trying to talk, whoever you're talking to, without taking focus of what's going on outside. So, so I always wondered about the view screen on the Enterprise D. So when they say on screen, and you always get different perspectives. So like when they're viewing the Ferengi, you see this massive head, and it fills up the entire view screen. You know, or sometimes you see, you know, just the captain or sometimes you see that entire bridge. Well, what is being shown them? Because the view screen is so far in front. Do they get to see everything? They see, you know, Riker on the side, Worf in the background. Like, what's the focus that they transmit well, you know there's been a few where you've kind of seen it i think the one i always remember is uh well unfortunately star trek insurrection where um you see on wow waffles ship um you see picard on the view screen and it's pretty much just kind of largely focused in on his head and his area you don't really see any of the other command consoles or anything like that you just see it kind of zoomed in on picard um and i think you've seen i think we've seen a few episodes here and there i can't remember off the top of my head where you've seen maybe the, the bridge a bit more broadly from say another ship's perspective but um yeah i, I think it all just depends on how quickly they've zoomed in or pulled their fingers in on to zoom in going zoom in on picard's bald head over there yeah and you know you bring up a good point because as soon as you were talking you were talking about that the first image that came up in my head was when uh Tuvok and uh, Janeway were on a on the board cube, and they were hailing uh, the uh, Voyager. And they and they in the in the screen that they show, they show a copy. I mean, they see the the ship on one side, and then the other side, they see what's on the bridge or what they're seeing. And then it foc- and then it zooms in on Janeway, who's talking, or not Janeway. Um, I think it was Chakotay, um, and it zooms in on him, and it's um, you know obviously it it you know. It focuses on him because he's talking. So yeah, I'm assuming I bet that's that what makes do. sense because doesn't the Xbox with the FaceTime do that? And so like wherever you're moving, it sort of follows you and then zooms in who's talking. I, I, I'm a privacy. Uh, <laughs> I'm a privacy like uh, uh, freaking, uh, I guess, doomsday here. Privacy not. There you go. Yeah, privacy nut. <laughs> Where, yeah, I actually That's have Richard mine Marquez covered. That talks about his life each and every week here on Earl Grey, the privacy nut. Jesus. No, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. I mean, it's just in this day and age, you know, it's like, it's in this day and age of Facebook and all that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I don't post things that are really personal. I mean, it's Star Trek, baseball, or 
the military and that's really it. <laughs> you rarely see a picture of myself and, and my daughter. <laughs> Not that I'm ashamed, but yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, it, it, the Xbox is in the PlayStation camera does the same thing as well. Remarkable tools for um, any kind of 3D um, mapping or anything like that, which there was a recent um, uh, uh, lawsuit in California that that dealt with that. And I think he got away with it. But now there's a now there's a law and rule out there that says you cannot do that because <laughs> he was using it for his job or whatever i don't know i I don't know the exact details Hmm. but yeah 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 awesome okay that makes sense that's going into my head canon now yeah the the, the zooming in yeah (laughs) yeah it makes more sense it really does and then you know do do they have like conference mute or something like that when he's like when he when he leans over and talks to deanna and be like i know because i'm like she's like those romulans are lying i'm like shh they can hear you or you know (laughs) (laughs) really i hear you guys are a-holes but (laughs) we're like oh oh shoot i should have said mute yeah (laughs) Uh, just like the new, uh, what was it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, trailer that just came out. <laughs> oh, my other, I, I winked with the wrong guy. <laughs> All right. And, you know, something that's new, actually almost new, from what I'm hearing, they're making great strides on it, tractor beams. Tractor oh, beams nice. are coming, uh, are soon AKA to be. my flaring abilities. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard uh, recently that tractor beams are, well, it's not in a sense of tractor beam, I guess, but uh, I don't know the exact physics or science on it. Maybe someone on the Babel conference can explain it to us. But um, I've been reading quite a bit about um, tractor beams um, becoming possibly um, a part of our future. I think the only thing they can do right now is it they could push things away but not pull things yet hmm. so i don't know exactly um where they're at in that technology but hopefully soon i mean shoot we just they just they just created em drive not too long ago so hopefully we can travel among the stars a lot faster so. yeah that would be pretty cool i didn't i didn't have tractor beams on my list really yeah hmm. What about uh, impulse drives? <laughs> AKA no? being stuck on the freeway in Las Vegas, eh? <sighs> yeah, you guys got a lot of highways there. Yeah. <laughs> What's the fastest route there? Oh, yeah, let's just take the highway because it takes longer. But it is faster because we're going 75 miles an hour. But you could charge me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Logic. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. And we, you know, I also have on here personal computers, but obviously we discuss uh, personal computers because, you know, obviously with our cell phones, um, basically you're carrying a mini computer in your pocket in a sense. I mean, and you don't even have to have the memory because you can uh, download it from the cloud if you really wanted to, if if that's an option that you have. So, all right. So let's move on to phasers. Gotta love phasers. (laughs) I mean, not, 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 I mean, obviously we won't see that, uh, for a while, a personal phaser in your hand, but, um, yeah. Cause I go, I think the Navy, the U S Navy is right now testing phasers, uh, or not phasers. 
<laughs> They're testing lasers. <laughs> on laser. <laughs> Which sharks with freaking lasers on her head. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the Navy is actually just recently uh, uh, published that they, they've, been, they've been starting to retrofit some of their ships with lasers so they can knock out things. I, I'm assuming... I mean, they got nuclear energy. I mean, I'm assuming that they got enough to power them as well. So, I mean, to take a lot of energy to to destroy whatever they're trying to destroy. So, yeah. What do you think about phasers there, uh, Amy? Yeah, I, I'm trying to logistically think about, like, just you've got this ray, this beam, and it's going to cause damage because right now it's just light. So trying to make the light beam be damaging is interesting. Yeah, I don't really see the future with phasers as like like a long stream of energy. I see it like like we saw in Into Darkness and in Star Trek 09 and as well as beyond um that uh you know, it's going to be like a like a like a bullet basically, like a one big energy blob and that's what's going to get you. Cause like like a I think that's impractical. I don't know. That's just me. But hey, that'll be eco friendly. You won't have to worry about lead and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if like phasers and such like are in like the Star Trek Bill of Rights. I wonder where that kind of kind of yeah. ranks. Uh, Which well, amendment if, that is? Exactly. <laughs> Probably the forty seventh one, isn't it? Is it forty seven uh, that pops up in Star Trek all yeah, the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the forty seventh amendment is uh, <laughs> the right to bear phase pistols. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I can only ima- I can't even imagine the the debates on that about phasers. Because I can I'm imagine they never that really everyone. did an episode like that. They yeah. did like gun episodes here, well, weapons here and there. But I'm surprised they never did a kind of gun episode. The Federation are taking our guns or so whatever some nonsense. But was it a big was it a big deal back then? I don't think it was. Um, guns like it is today. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, it's always like been it an issue. Today. To be honest, uh, I only we only have to look at kind of the nineties here in the UK where um, there was the Dunblane massacre and that was it. Guns were gone essentially within a period of time. I think gun crime and gun deaths. I think especially for those who are victims, it's it's always been been an issue. I think. My goodness, I could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, just think of it. Was it Columbine? Was that like late nineties? You know, kind of Voyager and Deep Space Nine's on the go at that time, and Next Generation movies. So yeah, I think it's always been been an issue. Yeah, that was April twentieth of nineteen ninety six. There you go. Yeah, the peak peak of Star Trek. Uh, next first contacts coming out. Voyager, Deep Space Nine. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I actually was in high school. Uh, my high school was um, is on the other side of uh, where Columbine High School is. Uh, Columbine High School is in Littleton, Colorado, and uh, where I went to, I went to Rangeview High School in uh, in Aurora, and so it's only ten miles or less. And <clears throat> I remember that day because uh, they actually locked down the entire school. And we didn't know what was going on and whatnot. And I had a couple of friends there. And for some reason, I got phone calls from them like, what's going on sort of thing. So, yeah, truly a scary time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully no one can have uh, phasers because, yeah, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> or at least have them set on stun. There we go. There you go. Everyone has a taser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And of course, we can know when it comes when it deals with technology specifically towards TNG. We got to talk about bionic eyes or Jordy's visor. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I I would think with t- yeah, I would think that uh, with technology the way it is that it would, they would be able to correct it, just give them new eyes and stuff like that. But that's just me. <laughs> I suppose there was the option there for a long time you know first episode of TNG she's like oh why don't you just get like the kind of the surgery and everything's like this nah kind of like the visor I mean that would have been kind of like this gimmick and then got rid of it straight away mm. like they did for the movies <laughs> yeah that's Which actually, yeah his eyes were a lot cooler because they could focus in <laughs> yeah zoom in so yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely a plus side to having that kind of surgery. I guess I, I would assume that everyone would t- would do that, but I, no, probably not. No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I would really like uh, eye technology to advance. I'm dealing with sore vision for my entire life, and as I get older, the worse it gets. And driving at night is terrible. So if I could just put on a visor that would help me see everything, then it would be much, much better. Well, you could, but um, I don't know if you drive straight or get home and <laughs> alive. So, so, especially with that Las Vegas traffic. <laughs> something to help me tackle the grays would be good. Yeah, there must be something like that, like that in the future. Or you know, or, or that there could be very, very, very well soon a, dri- a self-driving car, and you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, they're yep. definitely coming up with yep. that. You can you can turn thirty all over again and get plastered, and then walk right into your car. <laughs> or I can just sit in a driving like in a room, uh, a car that's just driving me to work, and I can watch uh, Next Generation in the back seat, truly living the dream. <laughs> See, if we had transporters, then wouldn't even have to worry about it. Just I need to go home. Beam well, me if home. you're self-conscious about your soul, then you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. Um, you take the the old-fashioned. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Plan B. Plan B, because we never see that option. It's always the transporter. Yeah. All right. Well, there's the shuttle, or getting an android to fly across space with a portable transport. I mean, that's that's plan B ahead of using the internal transporters on a shuttlecraft as well. Yeah, you could always do that. Yeah, yeah. But that would just—I I would assume that there wouldn't be like a plasma screen or anything like that on on a shuttlecraft, so you can watch your favorite episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and get preload them in, into the uh, actual shuttlecraft. And speaking of shuttlecraft, that's another thing we could talk about. But yeah, <laughs> we can we could save that for another another episode. Actually, I had an idea about shuttlecraft. <laughs> so, all right. Anybody else want to talk about anything else de- dealing with Star Trek? So or, what about um, shields? We need shields. Yes, shields. Very much so. I always love listening to, I think it was an extra on the Next Gen DVD set and how they were talking about uh, one of the writers didn't know the difference between shields and deflectors and they got a talking from Gene Roddenberry that there is a difference. And so I, I like the shield idea and definitely would protect the exterior of my vehicle. If I had shields, all those flying rocks coming at me, I need shields, activate my shields. 
I don't want to pay yeah. for another windshield. So do, you, so do you want to talk about shields or do you want to talk about the differences? Because <laughs> I could talk about the differences. <laughs> but I'm going to let you guys talk about that. I'm just going to go to sleep. So just wake me up when uh, this episode's over and I'll, no, no, I'll no. say goodbye. All right, get me next time for a cup of Earl Grey. Just you guys bash on. <laughs> no, no, no. We won't talk about the difference. Maybe we'll save that for another episode because <laughs> I, I could talk about that for quite a while, but I would need a Star Wars fan <laughs> in here, like a, a true hardcore. Uh, I actually know a guy that, that could possibly do that, and Lee could be in there too, <laughs> but I think that would be fun. Yeah, um, definitely. Yes, shields. Must need shields. Yeah, and I can only imagine that um, if you had shields on your car... Everyone would need shields. Yes. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. Could you imagine? Wouldn't that be great? It'd be like it'd be like everyone's in a a bubble ball. In their or own something little like bubble. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But like if they collide with each other, it it'll get chaotic because everybody would be jumping around like a damn <laughs> pinball machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need something on the outside too. Like a Yeah, I need my deflector dish. Uh, for the grill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I wouldn't doubt it if insurance premiums goes up and resale value. If you got one scratch, that's it. You lost ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't run in. You can't. You can't have any mishaps of like, uh, like someone running a, a, a shopping cart into your car or something like right. that. Right. You got to have inactive shields or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, shields are good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, was I think they had? Um, I remember hearing about when I first heard about the, um, like you know, obviously they can't have shields up all the time because I'm assuming that would take that was waste waste way too much energy. But I would assume like navigation shields, so if like an asteroid or something like that, or well maybe not an asteroid, but like something small like a like a car size uh, meteor or something like that wouldn't you know, puncture a hole through their, uh, through the hole and, and cause great damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they don't. Cause I mean, there was an episode of, uh, uh, Star Trek continues where a meteor goes right through the hole. So I don't know if you saw that one. No, no, I've no? never watched them. Oh, such great stories. Such great stories. They're about to release one in May. An- yes. Another episode. I've been so. seeing it. Oh, <sighs> Did you? No, you weren't there with me in Salt Lake City. That's right. Because <laughs> I was there for their last one. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, I actually met Vic, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you should come and see and oh, watch this uh, new episode of Star Trek Continues. It's great." And funny enough, that was the episode um, where the meteor goes right through, and um, it's actually a um, a space creature, a space firing uh, creature. So, yeah. Very a very interesting episode. It was really it was really good, really good. Well, talking about the technology of the next generation isn't the only topic we've been talking about here on the network. Here's a quick look at what you might have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek FM, Standard Orbit. Star Trek Two had just premiered two weeks earlier, right? So everyone's all excited and flush. Oh my God, that's more like it. Was, you know, they were all excited and flush about the Wrath of Khan being out. You know, it was the number one movie. It was incredible. People were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine seeing the Wrath of Khan for the first time, not knowing that it was always going to be the bar forever for every Star Trek movie <laughs> after that. Literary Treks. 
I'm glad we reread this because at the time I did read this, it was when the new movie was out. But now that we've had the three movies, as you just mentioned, and I've seen Star Trek 09 about a hundred times, I'm very familiar with the movie and not as much as with the comic now because I've only read it maybe a a couple of times. Continuing mission. You know, we were pitching our idea, Don and I, to the folks at Starbase Studios. And I vowed to myself that I wasn't going to walk on the bridge and then go sit immediately in the chair and have a picture taken of myself. However, as soon as I got on the bridge, I sat in the chair and I took a picture of myself. Uh, so, so it was like a kid in a candy store. The 602 Club. I think the problem we have, and this is just in general of all the new canon books, these books are not going to succeed unless the author focuses on one or two characters and just focuses on building a character as much as they can. I felt this was more just like you were saying, this is just more story of what's going on and not really about who these people are and why I should care about them. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. You can listen to every show on the network at Trek.fm with links for iTunes, streaming services, and a direct download link. This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPod, iPad, Kindle, Android, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Thank you, Audible, for supporting Earl Grey and Trek.fm. If you are a weekly listener and would like to directly help Earl Grey, please consider becoming a patron of Trek FM. At patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose a pledge level and receive rewards. For example, $5 a month gets you into our patron zone. You get exclusive content and access to our early release of all of the shows. At the $15 a month, you get to participate in our monthly roundtable discussions. They are so much fun, and that's how I got started on the network. At $25 a month, you get associate producer credits for any podcast you choose. At this time, we would like to thank our current Patreon associate producers, Michael Huter and Justin Ozer. Thank you for supporting Earl Grey. Another way to help out the network and get cool stuff is to visit Redbubble at redbubble.com slash shop slash Trek FM. You can find amazing designs for T-shirts, pillows, phone cases and more. And with each purchase, a portion of the sales goes to Trek FM. Connect with other Trek FM listeners on our Facebook discussion group called the Babel Conference. You can search that on Facebook, B-A-B-E-L, or you can like the Facebook.com slash Trek FM page for show updates and other announcements. The network is also on Twitter at Trek FM. If you would like to contact Lee, Richard, or me... Amy, visit trek.fm slash contact to send us a subspace message or find us on social media. So Richard, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, they could find me on Facebook and also at Twitter. I'm sorry. Well, they could find me on the Babel Conference and also they can find me on Twitter at xransom. Yourself? I love the Babel Conference, so you can find me there. I am also on Twitter, and I am tweeting what I'm currently watching on my season two right now. 
And I am at Miss Amy Nelson. Lee, how about yourself? Yeah, you can find me at Star Trek VHS. You can find me at Lee underscore Nostromo. And don't just love Star Trek, love Alien. Um, And you can find me on the Filibuster podcast talking about nerd and geek culture and the Glasgow's Green Football podcast talking about Celtic who are going to destroy rangers next week so yes that should be a a good good chat and discussion so join us for another cup of earl gray great joy and gratitude the sky's the limit today is a good day to die